Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, I think because we're, we're creeping into December here, it's time to start looking at some of that tax loss harvesting NFT strategy. Uh, you know, just Wait, in case, just in case. Wait, you think they're down? You lost some money on a JPEG. <laughs> you thought it was worth one thing. And then it wasn't worth that thing. So, now tell me, can I just have losses when I file? Or, I mean, you have to have something to file them against, right? You have to have mm-hmm. games to buy your losses against. Oh, gosh. Like, this is the part of the show where we say we are not... Tax professionals. I have so much more ETH than when I started, and I had so many fewer dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I took real money, put it into this stuff called Ethereum, and then I use that Ethereum to buy JPEGs. <laughs> Can I have money from the government, please? <laughs> this is DeFi magic. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Uh, anyway. Uh, we're hopefully somewhat kidding with everyone's experience but yeah it's gonna be a little bit different than a year ago i mean we had a very uh, different episode with a similar topic about a year ago uh, but yeah we are getting crazy we are getting down there towards the end of the year um and you know we'll see how this influences nfts i think it's i think there actually will be some volume coming from this but it's definitely different than before and i think we we'll go we can go through some of the ideas of what you can be doing at this this time of year yeah. Um, and again, you're going to want to check on that, but I actually have some questions that hopefully you can ask the answer for me. All right. Well, let's get into some of our headlines. So we, this is actually coming out. Let, let's see. I, I, I guess I am back. I was just down in Miami uh, for uh, Art Basel. There's a lot going on there with NFTs as well. Uh, there, So I, I can't actually say what this is like, but there is a 12 building two block uh web three metropolis so this is being put on or this was put on by nft now and mana mana uh, mana common so this is there's all sorts of different uh, companies that have set up shop in these uh in these two or 12 buildings i'm sorry these two blocks i know that art blocks is there 90 cc a uh, fashion brand from uh g money yeah NFT influencer, I guess, NFT personality, uh, big creator in the space. Uh, It's got a space there. Uh, Lots of different talks going on there, lots of artists, uh, but really cool to see that NFTs and and digital art, crypto is, they're making their way into, I don't know if I would say that that Art Basel is mainstream, but it's it's very modern, kind of cutting edge sort of art, and, and you know, getting into that that crowd. Are you going to? Are you going to Art Basel? So I am going. That's what I was saying. I'm, I'm coming back now. I think it's it, it's happened. I'm 
about to go to it. It's coming out. It's the first week of December here. So I'm very excited to go. I haven't never been there before going down with my wife. You know, she's, she's put up a lot of, of NFT talk. So if she can get a, a trip to Miami finally out of it, I think she's, you know, she's definitely deserving of, of that for all the, uh, the NFT talk that I make her put up with. And hopefully, uh, you know, we can do some, some somewhat normal things, but I think they actually some pretty cool crypto stuff. Uh, crypto and NFT things going on there. Uh, man, Miami, we'll see what this is like, or, you know, we're a uh, bat, but it's, uh, it's definitely a, a, a scene there from what I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like kind of exciting to see how much of this venue, cause they're like kind of showing you the map of like where, how all of this, um, new and NFT project will live and it'll be, um, I think especially as a holder of some of the stuff, really fun to walk around and see what's going on. Any pull-ops here? I'm sure there'll be some some pull-up opportunities. Actually, our next headline here is one of the things that I'm most excited about is uh, I mentioned that G-Money and 90CC. So he's he started this brand, 90CC, a very high-end fashion brand. They've done one t-shirt release in the past, and they did that in collaboration. Uh, Justin Aversano. Uh, was behind the Twin Flames photography collection. Uh, this is going to be iteration two, and this is a collection with Snow Crow, the creator of Art Blocks and the creator of the, the Carmine Squiggle. These are, it's going to be a collection of 1,200 shirts printed. They're, um, they're random, they're, they're generated, they're minted, so they're, they're based on the, the look of this, the, the Carmine Squiggle. There will be some rarities in there as well, so you'll get some, some fuzzies, some bolds. It's not going, I think it's going to be straight line design, um, not an actual squiggle, but they will all be uh, one of one. Uh, so they're minting them on a in-person there. There'll be an NFT in conjunction with that that you can hold. And as Snowfro has said, you know, maybe that will give access to, to you know, different allow lists in the, the future. Um, but I do think this is a cool idea of being able to, to mint a one of one shirt um, you know, they're going for, let's see, I guess, an ETH-ish right now. So, you know, definitely not, um, not affordable for a t-shirt. Um, and at the same time, you know, in our world, it doesn't sound so crazy. It's also something that I don't ever want to wear. I am going to get one. I don't think that I will want to wear it. Um, from what I understand, from what I know about the shirts, they have NFC chips in them that will allow you to really? see. And, and then... Can you wash to, that shirt or should you not wash that shirt? Right? That's a good question. I don't think uh, but I, I believe you can mint 200 NFTs off of the NFCs. You can verify that it is actually the, the real shirt and you can mint off of this as like a pull-up type of, type of, uh, I don't know, a, a feature to this shirt. So, uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see how this goes. I, I could see, I could definitely see this type of thing catching on um, with a bigger brand and being sort of the, the start of, you know, we're seeing, as we talked about um, in the last episode, you know, it, it's much more of a crypto native event um, to do this kind of thing that maybe is being overlooked by, by uh, other people outside of the space. That is really cool. And this is 9DCC, um, I guess a crypto native luxury fashion house and lifestyle platform. Okay, of course. Yeah, so okay. I will have, I'll be carrying around a t-shirt in a box and telling people how cool I am to own the t-shirt, but not wearing it, I guess, and, you know, because I can't actually wear a shirt. 
that's it's going to be my most expensive piece of clothing, including every suit that I own. Can I mint stuff off of you? It seems like you're a walking proof of attendance protocol. Can I then raise right? you? Uh, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Well, you know, I'm not sure if I'm, you know, we'll see what happens if I'm going to make myself available or not for minting. Yeah. Well, I will say the, I am going to pay attention, especially if there are any ferocious events or anything like that. So I'll make sure to RSVP to things, even if maybe I can't make it. Yeah. Yeah. That ha- Remember, George uh, did not get out to NFT NYC in June, but he did RSVP to a ferocious uh, eight party and ended up getting hair dropped a uh, fuel canvas. I think the floor yeah. is still sitting around point nine on that. So, you know, if you have anything, I would recommend uh, RSVPing, trying to register for things, even if you aren't going to go. You never know what that might uh, might hold in store for you later on. All right, so this next headline caught my attention. Um, I'm curious and skeptical. You know, we've seen a lot of of problems with custodial wallets recently, and we've got the crypto custodian Aegis Trust. They're offering $25 million of up, up to $25 million of an insurance policy for NFTs. So, okay, that's great. And it's great to have insurance for your NFTs. And you need to know that they're actually going to have it should something go wrong. In the case of something like FTX or these mass events where there's so much that goes wrong, I can't imagine that that an insurance policy is going to to do much for you. If it's really just for, if it's for user error for things that that happen sporadically um, and people get scammed, get hacked, what have you, that makes sense. But I think you have to be very wary of something like this and realizing that. It, it, it may be an insurance policy, but it's only as good as as, as the money being there either when you need it. And that has yet to be proven. I mean, it looks like a very legit, at least insurance marketplace. Lloyds of London is pretty mm-hmm. well known. Does it have to be like, do they become the custodian, you said? Like they literally will. Well, that's what I'm That's trying to understand. So it's custodian. This is crypto custodian. So maybe they are just a custodian, but if they're holding it, uh, I would just gotta say this article here is not clear on on which way it goes. They they talk a lot. They do provide custody and staking for various chains. It does not. It's not clear to me if they you would actually have it was. I was under the assumption that you would actually have to hold your NFT with them. I, which would make me a little, little hesitant to do so. Um, and I would also be worried if, if there is, you know, if you had a lot of board ape holders in there and something goes wrong, they may not be uh, so quick to pay out. Um, but I, I think this is great. You know, we need to see some other options. You know, as we've seen, there are, there's a real demand for custodial wallets, for having insurance, for having somebody else have some responsibility for holding these assets. And I, uh, I don't think that's going away. I, I mean, I get that. I, I keep trying to think of better systems and there are great solutions right now. So we need to see more options like this come out for people to feel safe. I mean, there's just not, you can't have a, a wallet that's easily accessible with a you know, couple of clicks of a button with 
you know, hundreds of thousands of, or, or more, or, you know, whatever, it doesn't really matter how much it is. I mean, if it's, if it's a couple hundred dollars and, and it's still just so accessible, it's a problem. You know, we need to have better solutions. We, it's not a big, and we still need something that's going to work for users that isn't just, I'll have a, a code, you know, a, a, a 24 word code etched onto a piece of metal and saved in like under my mattress. Not saying that's where I keep mine, but hmm. <laughs> noted. Yeah, but regulated markets need to be done properly in the U.S. Right now, you're going to have a hard time. I'm like literally joking with you prior to this, but actually right now I am withdrawing um, my Nifty Gateway collection just because I'm freaked out by centralized uh, custodians without expressed insurance. Right. There's no statement of like what happens. I'm sure somewhere buried in the fine print, there might be, but I'm sure it more covers their uh, ass ads than mine. So, yeah, I, I'm not a <laughs> dad joke. And I, see I get one per episode there. at least. Anyway, uh, at least. yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't trust any centralized exchanges. And I think in order to build that trust back, you are going to need proof of insurance. Uh, that's sort of like FDIC level. Guarantee proof of insurance. There we go. Proof of insurance, proof of assets. I mean, I think we actually are going to see some things come out of this that show that that make customers more aware of, of what they are doing Perhaps. when they put their assets somewhere. I really hope that that you know, if we can see proof, I mean, proof of assets, I guess, is one side we need to actually know the, the proof of debt. Um, assets don't mean so much if you if you owe them to somebody else anyway. Um, and you know, we have seen the Seeing the problems um, with just counting assets or or just taking someone's word for it, uh, so I do hope that we start seeing some some new uh, new transparency elements come through here. All right, our new next headline: We've got Bang and Olufsen, uh, the speaker company, sound company. Uh, their team with Hackatow, the duo out of uh, Italy, um, one of the earlier. Crypto artists there for a new NFT collection. Um, caught my attention. Just there are a few people talking about it in different forms, but Hackatow is definitely a a well known name. Um, and the, this is this is part of we see brands still getting into this, doing this. I think this is actually a pretty strong way to get into it for Bang and Olufsen. Um, and despite everything else going on, we still see brands jumping in and and wanting to experiment with NFTs. Cool. Yeah, I don't have much insight on that. <laughs> cool. And the next one, we've got Pepsi, another brand here. So I had a couple of these. Pepsi's launching NFTs. Uh, they're doing this in India initially. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly why. My guess would be that it's easier to try to, or, or a better market try to, uh, to experiment with uh, than, than the U.S. initially. Um, but I do think it's cool that I mean, that's a that's a big time brand. That's a huge audience. And uh, hey, you know they are a big. Look, we've talked about how the Super Bowl didn't work. But we had Pepsi is a huge Super Bowl sponsor. They still think that you know getting the the weight of big brands behind these things is is meaningful. When you see uh, so many negative headlines, it's it's good to see that these other brands are still taking it seriously and, and putting new efforts in. And I'll give you one guess, which chain they're using. Got to be Avalanche, right? 
<laughs> jumping on Solana <laughs> the ride down. No, it's Polygon. All roads lead to Polygon, a layer two on Ethereum. And again, yes, this is winter, but pay attention hey. to the pipes. Pay attention to where uh, where the developers uh, are going and where <laughs> where people like Pepsi are are going and it's um you know pretty clear all right so full disclosure i'm pumping my bags of the public oh yeah right Uh, and and you're such a pepsi lover i know so good pepsi um so apecoin i don't know what's going on with this they finally launched a marketplace after months and months you know there was all this hype and they let that die down and now they're finally march launching their own marketplace after giving, I don't know how much away to OpenSea and other marketplaces. They're now launching one with the fees um, being less. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot to add to this one. Um, I don't know what to make of it other than it just seems, seems like they, uh, they missed the window a bit. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Bitcoin in general, I've heard a lot of sort of recent bud around, um, you know, with blocking various uh, geographic regions. There's been a lack of communication for it. Uh, I, you know, I don't own any. I know you did at some point, but um, I'm seeing more FUD than usual. All right. We've got another real world NFT. We talked about membership NFTs. We've got a uh, golf resort, a golf club in, uh, let's see, in Oregon now that has a NFT for membership. Uh, we talked about this, I think, last episode, maybe with Flying Fish, uh, the Flying Fish restaurant with Gary V. Uh, very similar here in the idea that the, the membership is in NFT. So I like the idea of this. You know, we've seen the model work many times, private club membership. People, people pay a lot for these things. Um, you get to own it and see more of the, the, the real market for these things. So, um, you know, again, I just think it's, it's, it's real world adoption happening and people using this technology in ways that really haven't, we haven't seen these super possible before. Um, it's, it's interesting to see that this is still happening, um, with things that you would not necessarily. Uh, think of as the most uh, most open to crypto and, and, and NFTs. Yeah, I, I'm a golfer. I also collect NFTs. I don't join clubs. I play at them. But this is the practical use case of like, how do we get membership to um, to these places? And, you know, you and I bought wine on that premise, <laughs> which we Brilliant. have to drink at some point. Oh, we will. We will. All right, our last uh, headline here. Let's see. We've got Mattel, the the Mattel, the company that makes toys. They get the, like lots of cars. They're check, they're uh, doing the Hot Wheels um, NFT marketplace. Um, not too surprising here. I mean, they make all sorts of custom Mattel, and there's some that really get up there. There's a high collectability to these, which yeah, that's that's kind of how it goes with NFTs, right? So. Um, you know, again, we see other company, companies getting into this, that they're going to do 60 cars, uh, brands like Claren, Aston Martin priced at 20, each packs priced at $25 each. So taking a bit of the, uh, the top shot model with a, of, of cars in each purchase. Yeah. And they're building it on flow. Also, uh, the blockchain behind NBA top shot, 
Don't love it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Should have gone with Polygon. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love anything, anything. I was like, I'm just looking at the entire article. Wear Polygon, wear Polygon. Flow. Oh, gross. Uh, yeah, we'll say, you know, uh, flow is fast, but it, it's uh, it's an insular uh, environment. So, you know, the the marketplace and second secondary sales, if that's what you're in it for, are much harder, much harder in um, an ecosystem like that during a crypto window. They look cool, though. <laughs> Oh, we'll give them that. Yeah. I also yeah. I also love Hot Wheels, so I like. Ooh. All right, let's it for headlines, and I think I think we actually do have a project for you this week. Um, George, you want to talk a little bit about it? <laughs> He's so happy. All right, this is um, this because we've been a little cautious. This is pure unadulterated uh, speculation. Um, you know the. And I need your help getting to the bottom of this. This is Crypto Burbs, uh, one word, by Vodnik. Uh, so right now, these things are 2,000 silly pixelated birds, which you know look like an owl collection, I know. The floor price is 0.2 ace. Again, there were 2,000 of them created in November, recently uh, dropped, I think, um, I guess, from the looks of it. Late November, uh, eleven twenty-five or eleven twenty-four. It is, uh, I don't know, a lot of activity, hype. Here's what's going to happen. Um, this is not a long hold. This is what I imagined happening. There's going to be some pump to a number where a bunch of internal people have picked it. It says it was inspired by cryptodes and crypto dick butts, but I don't think Vodnik is the creator of those. I think it's just inspired by. So I think they're they're riding some of that. I, they're clearly. Um, some networks that are that are pushing this. There are about 968 owners, so 48% unique owners. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What else are you seeing about this project? And this decent owner distribution, I'll say. I don't know. You know, I don't know a lot about this. It's, uh, you know, pixelated art. They are moving fast right now. It, you know, I, I, yeah, it's it's fun to see in a way. I feel like I haven't looked at projects that are moving this quickly in a while. Um, and man, I feel like it's playing with fire a bit. Who knows when when the attention is going to go away from something like this? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, here's the funny thing: like we'll drop this in the Discord and be like, "Hey, what do you what are you all thinking about this?" Um, if you're listening to it now, you can kind of have a laugh and be like, "Oh, look, it spiked and went down." Um, although I will say. If, <laughs> That'll happen if I try to buy it and flip it. If um, if I don't buy it, it'll definitely be at like one ETH. So you in the future can laugh at me. One thing behind it, though, if you dig into the art and you want to click on all those pieces, it was generated off of this thing called Wayno.art. And it's an NFT generator. And effectively, it does what you think. It's like you can like lock in uh, different traits you want. And it, this thing is just going to spit out the type of generic pfp stuff so just even even from that um that's a pretty big flag for for me because it's like listed as coming from this thing although you know could be something fun to to play with so on, on the side i did learn something new that are like oh if i want to generate um you know a meaningless collection with no artistic ability whatsoever like this will just churn it out and so uh, that's something to be very wary of. Uh, the project, though, to its credit, promises absolutely nothing. Um, 
So there's that. <laughs> you know, that's really what we, it does match a lot with what we try to promise at free NFT. Something, nothing. Uh, yeah, no, pure speculation. But, you know, sometimes this is like, yeah, th- you're right. This reminds me of back in the day where it'd be like, who's pumping what? Like, oh, it's like refreshing. There's a quick pump and dump running. You know, there's still life out there. There's still still so <laughs> many so NFT DGENs just looking at something like this. Our people. Just waiting on the sidelines. We're here. We're here. We're waiting to give our money away to somebody else. Where's the next scam? I mean, uh, opportunity. Oh, man. All right. The theme. When do we get into our topic? Okay, so here's at a high level, I think, a question for you. Will it increase bids being accepted? And here's why, right? When you make that wet bid and these floors start to go and somebody's sitting on an asset that they're just, they're going to take a loss on anyway. They're frustrated with the project, fill in the blank, whatever. The reason is that if you, and you can show how much money you originally purchased an NFT for, and then say, I then sold it for this much, if that's any loss, that can come off of your uh, taxable capital gain income. Um, as for like regular income, there's a max threshold for how much of that loss can be applied to it. It's pretty small. I think it's like something like $3,000. Obviously, we're not tax attorneys, accountants, financial experts, but the big picture here is, and my question to you, will this increase probability of bids being accepted in the month of December? Yeah, I think it probably will. I mean, there's many cases where there are many cases if you have a a, a gain where it's advantageous to take a loss and the amount of the loss, I mean, the, it may do more for you to just go ahead and take a bigger loss, even if you, you know, obviously it'd be nice to get a better bid, but if you're going to take a loss anyway, it's not so bad to take a bigger one. Um, and you know, take that against your gains. Um, so I think there is that potential. We definitely saw more activity come last year. You know, thinking back to, to last year, you know, we were coming off near, um, you know, coming off recent highs of, of ETH. You know, we had seen quite a, quite a year for NFTs where there were many projects that had pumped to some pretty absurd levels. A lot of people had a lot of gains. Uh, I think we're in a very different situation where, you know, there are people that have, there aren't as many people that have such obvious, huge gains this year um, with the price of ETH being down. Um, and that's something to actually consider as well. You know, if you are well down in a project, it's not so bad to consider even swapping out of an NFT. Um, you know, again, we're not tax lawyers we don't know you know tax we're not tax professionals of any sort but the idea of a non-fungible token is that each one would be different so you could potentially be able to sell a token at a significant loss sell one of your nfts and still be able to buy back into the collection with a different piece um, if you do believe in it um you know again you know check with your with your tax your, your tax rep for that for how to actually recognize these um but there are opportunities even with your eth if you bought that at a high price you can you know maybe change that to wet um do some trades um and you know to try to take advantage of this uh, you know take advantage of the bad situation as best you can yeah and you're talking about wash sales and how you have to obviously be careful of that 
when you're in the, the land of equities, but in the bizarre land of NFTs and also cryptocurrency as of right now, you know, you're, you're talking about the, the fact that you can just sort of uh, drop in and out of, of that asset and, you know, move back into your same position, back into the same project. Um, I don't think you can buy back the same exact precise NFT, but in the right, same right. I think you'd have to wait 30 project, days for that one. That would be a wash sale, but if right. you swap one of your uh, moon cats for different moon cat, and you're like, well, there I go. I have a new, you know, if uh, you cost get rid of your moon cat, I would look. Don't get rid of moon cats. Let's just be honest. That is the crypt. That is the currency of the future. It will be in cat JPEGs. Okay, so he's finally at least George has finally moved on from the idea that it will all be a. a Stable, a digital stable based world, but uh, we're to cats now. Um, no, I actually have some horse. I have some horse trading to do. Um, I, I actually just, have some horse trade. I actually moved some things around. So here's here's the other thing. It's not just sort of in this year, but I think there may be a, a lot of folks looking at this. I wouldn't be that surprised to see you know that pump up some of the volume, even you know, in in Bieber's in Beaver's uh, board apes, you know, like, I don't know, and get another one and like sell this for whatever, but drop back in um, at a different cost base. Last year, we definitely saw a bit of a pump. January was pretty active, I would say, for NFTs. And there was an idea that like, hey, maybe we're, we're, we're raging back, you know, and it, we definitely saw that ended up being uh, more of a high point. You know, I think Moonbirds came out, was it in January or February, um, when we saw a lot of activity. My, my hunch is that if we see much activity, um, post, I don't know that it would be the same surge. I think we could see some around December. You know, I don't know that we have as many people waiting by, and I think that it would be a lot of, um, a lot of people trying to move out of, of dead projects or maybe not dead, but dying projects. I think we're, I think people have had a good glimpse into to what projects really aren't going to stick around. And it seems like there's, it's becoming clear that, that some of these, uh, the projects with a lot of overhead, a lot of big teams, it's going to be hard. And I would imagine that we'd see selling there. So I don't know how that, I mean, at least that's what I, my move would be, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's not everybody. How do you see it? How would you see it playing out after the new year or even like throughout the end of this year? Well, I think we're going to have a volume increase because that just, you know, practically makes sense. You especially looking at, um, you know, carryover, carryover losses, right? So like, if it, let's say you eventually plan to make money in the future, like, okay, let's, let's book, you know, one, two, three, five, how much, figure out how much ETH you want to like book as that loss. And right. you could still have the same JPEG, by the way, at the, the cost basis, but the Delta, like you might as well have that as a tax loss carry forward. If, you know, folks out there, especially large investors are underwater on projects, but still like the project, I think that's where a lot of activity is going to happen. Um, in that transaction, what I'll say is, you know, it's a good time again to have, have some wet ready in, in terms of tactical bidding, but also yourself, like just like, look through uh, in a quick accounting. I, I think our, our tool, w, the WAGME.io, WGMI.io is like pretty solid for like analyzing your portfolio and be like, oh, I should just, <laughs> I should swap this one. I like it still. Um, and um, keep playing the game. 
Um, and so that, that's that's what I'm seeing there. But I, I got some. I definitely have some work to do. I, I don't think I did enough looking back at it last year because I actually had some losses. But I was, I don't know. I think one of the things that slowed me down at least was looking at how much gas was at the time. You remember <laughs> this time last year we were paying. Like, you know, like a hundred dollars in gas and be like, yeah, no, it's not bad. It's like 80 bucks. I'm fine. Like, I was like, I don't want to be paying that much to go back in and out of a project. Yeah. Um, Oh, my gas bill for last year. Pricey, pricey, you know, and very different numbers that we're dealing with this year. And I think that is, you know, I guess I I think that it, it won't have as much of a, it had a bigger negative effect on the market, I think, in terms of prices before the end of the year last year, I don't think it will have, it will drive prices down as much as last year because they're already down so much. Um, you know, maybe that's, maybe it's naive to think that they can't go down so much further, but I, I, I think that we have actually shaken out a lot of that. Um, and at the same time, I think we can see a lot more volume, not necessarily at, at significantly lower prices. I don't think we're going to get a January bump out of it. Like what happened in January this year was like the end of hysteria. It really went out with a bang. And I got to respect that. Those numbers that we were seeing for projects almost like across the board were hilarious. There was one point, if you look back at the history of our our project tracker, like (laughs) we were up so much. It was was everything we had. Yeah, we were like, everything we have chosen has just started up. We I was going to follow Ryan million. Carson. It was going to be a 30 million minimum. Yeah, start us back. No, we were feeling pretty smart. I mean, I'm glad we did make some sales at that, at that particular time, um, which was nice. Uh, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's not going to happen. Uh, I'm pretty firm in, firm in that belief. Uh, and we have a greater consolidation. I also think we've got a, a smarter market. Uh, I think the the folks that have weathered the storm, right? We're we're sitting at going back to that poker analogy. Uh, we're sitting at a table with better poker players now than we did before. Literally, others have been wiped out. <laughs> you can only play this game poorly for so long. It's yeah. I, I, I see your point. I do think that it, there is something different too when you go around to different discords. Um, at least the ones that I'm in right now, it feels a lot different. It doesn't, you know, it's not the, the when pump, when reveal, when, you know, price folk. It feels like people that are a little bit more understanding of this is a longer term than, than you try to flip something overnight. Um, it feels like maybe we've shaken out some of the people looking for uh, the, the quick gains and hopefully we can start PD building back I don't know, back towards something that isn't just about pump and, and uh, you know, pump and dump these projects. Uh, you know, there are, we, you know, we have found some great projects that are still active. And I think that's, that's the encouraging thing right now is, you know, look at where the activity is and even, I don't know, you got to be careful within this, this time, I think, because there are projects that may get a lot of volume and it may be very short lived. So, you know, Think about what ones that you want to actually be holding and what you want to get rid of. Should there be some, some surprise volume? Yeah. Are you making a joke about my crypto burbs call here? Why not be holding? Hey, you know, I, do you, well, do you have one? I was thinking about it. Uh, the, the, it is doing really hilarious volume. No, as of right now, um, I don't have one, but. 
I may change my mind if our DGENs and our Discord convince me otherwise. I'm going to drop it right in Discord now. All right. I'm, I'm taking a look at this. Oh, man. You make me get one of these. I'm putting it in there right now. Thoughts on this pump and dump? It's just like, you know what? At least, at least the like things like this are just like super clear. They're like telegraphing how dumb it is. And they're like, yeah, there's no roadmap utility. Like you understand. I generated these on a thing. Um, I feel like, why do I feel like I know that bod nickname? I don't know. I don't recognize that. But you know, it's, it's a game. Man, it, there is something like there are people here. There are people ready to play. I, you know, we see this in different projects and it does, it makes me, it does make me excited that there are things that are happening. I think at times there are dumb games being played and people want to do something. People need to click buttons. So going to happen. Yeah. All right. So here's what to expect. Um, I think there's some some plays with regard to the tax loss harvesting behavior and NFTs for sure. Uh, I think we'll see some artificial volume, some swapping around in projects could drop and will drop, I think, potential floors of um, of maybe even more well-known projects because people will take, you know, take a floor bid potentially once you get down to it because of the low volume. Uh so, you know, be careful with the, the bids you're putting out there. But also, like, when you go back to your, you know, your wish list, I'm still waiting for my, my Nike, my, my Dunks Genesis uh, to drop below 0.4. I may start dropping some bids out there. I've moved some weth over. Um, using a handy little tool called Matcha, M-A-T-C-H-A dot X-Y-Z. There you go. It's a good product. It's, uh, it's a fine product from the, uh, the Zero X Labs team, I've heard, which, you know, I may, mm-hmm. uh, may, may or may for. not have <laughs> interest in. I definitely work for it. So. <laughs> I don't work for them, and I will say it only cost me 51 cents, and it was pretty quick, and it was delightful. There um, you go. Save I, didn't get, I didn't get rugged. <laughs> That's what I really look for yeah. when hey, dealing with yeah. you never, uh, platforms. No rug Completely burn. non-custodial. Actually, many swaps are free, 51 cents. That's great to hear. But, uh, you know, but really, um, you know, I, there's a lot to deal with this tax loss stuff. And I think, you know, there are opportunities to to offset gains here. There's a lot of opportunities. Uh, you know, unfortunately, yeah, book, book the yeah. losses, the number numbers will go up again. And, you know, if you're just like sort of holding for the long term, like do it, but do it intelligently, right? Because um, it's it's pretty cheap gas right now this is not the time last year where you're like oh you know like god it's gonna cost me you know a hundred dollars two hundred dollars to like go back and forth because like you know some pixelated project is pumping that's not that's not where we are right now so book, book some losses but stay in the game yeah and go check out the pixelated project that is pumping the crypto birth I'll make you feel, you know what? It'll make you feel like the good old days. That's what I wanted. I just wanted to bring people smiles for this. That's right. Uh, Nostalgia. Thanks, George. I'm not going to buy one. I'm not going to buy one. I'm not going to buy one. All right. (laughs) See you out there. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. 
remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.